Good morning, everybody, and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. It's a uh, beautiful day out today, like many years ago. And we're going to start a little bit by remembering what today's about. Um, It's an emotional day, obviously. You can hear it in my voice a little bit. And uh, just reflecting and, you know, we all know where we all were uh, at this time, 20 20 20 years years ago. ago. Um, I was on my way to work. I picked up a friend. Her car was in the shop. And uh, we're driving along, and her cell phone rings. It's her her uh, boyfriend said we've had a plane crash at Westchester County Airport in New York. I'm like, oh, we're coming up to the exit. We'll just get off and go around because we had to get off there anyway to go to work. And uh, there was no plane. We left, called Bernard back. Couldn't get she couldn't get a hold of him, and uh, so we got into the office, and we were in this. The complex we were in, the campus was a beautiful old campus. It had been a part of the American Can Company, and uh, it was an underground garage. And we went in and um, lost all radio contact because it's just nature of the uh, basement there. Get in, and it's like crazy. All these people running around. What the hell's going on? So we walked over to the reception desk and, and asked the, our receptionist, and she said, Oh, you didn't hear? I said, well, we heard that there was a plane that went into Westchester Airport, but we couldn't find it. She said, no, it went into the World Trade Towers. And we were like shocked. So, you know, of course, everybody runs to their desk. We're trying to figure out, get on the internet, which you couldn't get into. And then uh, two of the guys that we worked with, Chris and Bob, they said, come on upstairs with us. There's a gym upstairs with TVs above a treadmill. And we're sitting there just dumbfounded to see all this the smoke and the second plane going into the building and the second, you know, it was just crazy. So that's how it started for me. And, uh, I, you know, one of the things I do like to do on today is I had a very good friend who worked for Marshall McLennan. He was on the 104th floor of, uh, the towers and, uh, obviously lost his life. So I just try to remember him today. How about Betty and Leslie? Um, well, that was, um, I remember it was a Tuesday. It was election day. The night before um, just seemed so normal. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was in school. Um, and I remember walking to school and everything was calm. I went into the cafeteria. I was waiting for my class. You know, the, the new break to start mm-hmm. so I could go into my and um, mm-hmm. I was in English class when all of a sudden um, the teacher said that she needed to speak to someone um, because someone came to the door and they, they were speaking to her and um, and we were just there and this was back when we had Walkmans mm-hmm. <laughs> yes so um, I was in Manhattan on 2nd Avenue okay and so that's thanks to the Walkmans that other classmates had. Uh, while the teacher was gone, they started listening to the radio, and then they told us that a small plane had right. crashed on uh, the Wall Trade Center. That's how it was reported at first. It was a small plane that hit. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So we thought it was an accident. Mm-hmm. Like probably the pilot lost control, something happened to the engine. And so we didn't really take it that serious. Not that it wasn't serious, but we, we thought it was just like a minor little crash. Mm-hmm. It was a small thing, private, nothing serious will happen. Everyone will come out fine. It wasn't until later the teacher came and then they told us that um, there was the classes were not really going to take place that day. That something was happening and we needed to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, as later on the day progresses, we we go on and and then we start seeing the windows because our building had big windows. So that's when we started noticing people walking covered in dust. Mm-hmm. And and then other friends came and they told us another plane hit the the, the World Trade Center. And again, we, we didn't understand what that meant. Like, how can a plane crash? It has to be a helicopter or something. Because a few years ago, like in the 90s, there had been a, a, a bombed attack. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't, we couldn't fathom it. And, um, and then we started hearing, you know, uh, teachers crying uh, on the speakers. They... Parents started coming to our, our school, trying to get their, their kids to pick them up. And so we were just uncertain. And then, you know, it keeps, everything's happening. And then they tell us, I think one of the towers fell. And now the teachers don't say anything. They're mm-hmm. just quiet. And we're all standing in the windows and watching more people running and that, you know, that's when we started panicking like crazy because my school had a lot of, it was, it's New York. So everyone comes from, from everywhere. Right. Right. So that, that's when we had like other kids telling them like, my parent can't come here. He, my, my mom can't pick me up. She's in a wheelchair. And I think they just stopped the train service and the ferries aren't running. Where are we going to go? And so Throughout the whole day, it was just chaos. We were trying to figure out what are we going to do? Are we going to stay here? And then they told us we might have to, everyone's going to have to spend, spend a night here in the school. And, you know, I didn't have a phone, so I couldn't even call my mom or my dad or my mm-hmm. brother who was, um, he was on a train, mm-hmm. um, seven train on his way to Queens because he was going to go to college. Um, and he saw the, the second plane hit the tower and he says that it was you know before it everyone was talking because no one had noticed it until later they saw smoke and then they see the second plane and everyone was in shock and scared because they're you know on a train they don't know what's going to happen next and it's packed and so yeah I just remember you know a lot of of uncertainty Mm -hmm. um and then some of us were able to get out of the school and um, we just had to walk. There was a lot of walking, a lot of people crying, people with cover in, in white dust. Um, you know, it was just, it was a really long day mm-hmm. and we were so confused. And then when I finally got home, I, I saw the news and then it became real and it was like, oh my God, a real plane. You know, two yeah. planes yeah. hit, right. hit the, our our uh, buildings, and you know, but throughout the whole time, 
when I was in, in, you know, the classroom, a lot of us were wondering if they're attacking us, what's next? Right. Because we were near mm -hmm. a bridge, we were near the Chrysler building, um, and we were also close near the uh, the UN. So we didn't know where exactly this would go next and how we could keep ourselves safe. So it, it was, you know, it was painful. It was traumatizing, you know, to an extent where you never really know if the plane you're hearing flying above you, it's, mm -hmm. it's safe or if it's not. Um, and I, I remember that, you know, afterwards, when we finally got back in school, everyone was just you know, telling their stories mm -hmm. of how they got home, of, you know, they know someone who lost someone that day. Yeah. And it's so, yeah. So, so I, I, you know, thank you for sharing your story, um, Betty, because I was, I often wondered how things were being handled in the school system in the city. Um, I figured kind of the way it went down is how it happened, but I, I wasn't sure you know, because I, I know in emergency situations, there is always a plan on what they're going to do. And I figured they would try and keep everyone in place. A lot of times shelter in place is the best strategy. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, you know, for, for me, it was a very different experience. I wasn't in the city. I wasn't in New York, but I was in Pennsylvania. Um, we had the night before a major corporate event. I had worked for a Blue Cross plan. There was a major event that we broke. Uh, I shouldn't say we, but there were two companies that were partnered for decades and the joint operating agreement broke. And this was huge news um, in the business community. So we had a press conference scheduled for 10 a.m. Um, it was a telephone conference where we had all of the health reporters really um, probably we had 10 or 15 people lined up in the state. Um, calling in to talk to our CEO at 10 a.m. So the first I heard of the news was um, one of the guys working with me called me on his way to the office and he said, um, hey, uh, something's going down in New York City. It seems like a, a plane hit the World Trade Center. Um, and, you know, so some of the reporters, you know, there's, a, there's another news story happening this day. And that was you know, the, the first plane hit at 846. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he called me around nine before the second one did. So I immediately, of course, this is before social media, everything. So I immediately asked one of my teammates to turn on the TV to see if we could and, and look online, you know, search a news site to see if we could find out what's going on. And sure enough, she turned it on. And then subsequently, we saw the second plane. Um, so my CEO uh, we had the scheduled, it was at 10, we had the conference, he started by recognizing, you know, the severity of the situation and, and you know, saying prayers for those involved. And um, it was just a matter of like five or 10 minutes and the reporters keep, kept dropping because most of the burn victims were rushing to Pennsylvania hospitals. Uh, Allentown has a major burn center in the Lehigh Valley, which is the northeast part of Pennsylvania, not yeah. far from where Nina lives. Um, and we have Chris and I remember Anne Lazelak saying, I'm sorry, Jim, I'm going to have to go. We're, we're starting to cover um, all the uh, all the activity um, supporting uh, care for the those involved. So it, that was kind of a very 
of course, you know, that was where I was when it happened. And of course, I have kids who are in childcare or in school that day, you know, so it was a whole, my husband had just had LASIK surgery. So he's laying on the couch at home, listening to all of this unfurl. It was a really, really tough day. Um, and subsequent day. And I remember the quiet of not having airplanes flying overhead. And of course, when we, we heard about the third plane, you know, there was a lot of speculation that what if they were, the flight path was coming towards Three Mile Island, which had a major nuclear accident. Um, there's a lot of radioactive material. That was one of the fears that the people lo locally in my area were afraid about. Mm -hmm. um, and then hearing that it went, you know, it went down in, in Western PA. Um, just uh, an incredible story of heroism. Um, I mentioned to Pam before the podcast um, that I heard an interview last night. There were two fighter jets dispelled um, or deployed um, to go after that Flight 93 uh, plane. Uh, they, the military identified that it had gone off flight path. It was supposed to be flying from Newark to San Francisco and around Cleveland. It, it turned. So um, apparently that's when... Uh, they hijacked the plane and were steering it away. And um, so these fighter pilots were going. And I never heard this interview before. There was a woman who was one of the two fighter pilots. Um, and her, her nickname was Lucky. And they did not have time to load the plane with arsenal. So both of those fighter jets were deployed with the idea of taking out the jet by uh, a kamikaze method. Meaning the one was going to hit the front end of the flight. The other was going to hit the back and they were going to all perish to take the, the, the plane down because at that point the military knew they were going to target somewhere and they weren't sure where. Um, and the fighter pilot, uh, lucky had said that, uh, they were trying to, they were trying to find the plane and the plane went down before they got to it. So one way or the other, um, they were really going to try and protect you know, thousands of other people who could have passed away mm -hmm. um, on that day. So I'm, I'm just reading some of the chat here. Um, we wanted to recognize the solemn day 20 years ago and then, of course, move into uh, the remaining part of the podcast, mm -hmm. which is going to be a little bit more fun. But we thought it would be um, it just wouldn't be right to just go straight into a party, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, especially during this time when there are ceremonies going on across the country um, and in New York City uh, yeah. with moments of silence. We just couldn't, um, we couldn't justify that. Um, uh, Ashley said um, that she uh, actually uh, was in school and the teachers didn't say anything until she got home um, and saw it on TV. She said, um, we had to go on the bus and come home. Parents were still working and everything. So she pretty much, you know, a lot of them went home to an empty house, turned on the TV and the way the World Trade Center was burning. It was hard for a 12-year-old like me to watch. And obviously it was hard for anybody to watch that horrible scene. Um, Anna noted she had a, a trauma train, vicarious trauma training for professionals. 9-11 was a big part of it. One participant shared she and her dad were late because her dad needed stamps waiting for the train and they watched the second plane crash. So um, her her friends, um, like your brother, Betty, um, actually saw that happen. Um, 
black lab lady. Um, oh, Anna said this was the training that they had last week. Um, then black lab lady noted one of the saddest memories for her is that two of the terrorists entered from Canada and caught their connector flight to Boston through her airport in Portland, Maine, only miles from me. I've, I've been to that airport. Um, shocking to learn that somehow these demons made it through our airport. Certainly not something you'd want to be remembered for. Mm -hmm. And Brenda noted, I was going to work. This was the day my husband decided to rejoin the army to go fight for his country. He grew up in New York and this was personal for him. And so many people um, joined mm -hmm. after that attack. And Ashley and all of us thank Brenda's husband for serving mm -hmm. and for his service. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just remarkable. Um, you know, one of the, my mother's been watching this coverage nonstop. Um, I have to see it periodically. It's, it's too much for me to, to process all of it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I can, but understand. there, there's been some interesting local news perspectives and I, I'm, I, you know, as someone who works in and has worked with the media for a long time, I'm always interested in hearing those stories of, of how they had to or what they experienced as they were covering the story and what they decided. Um, a local person said the big news that they were working on that day was a sadly a child had died um, in an amusement park. And um, they were working on that story. And they're like, what's more, you know, there's a plane, the, the, the small plane hit the world trades was the first story that came out and they're like, why are we, why are we switching our coverage? And then of course they understood why, when, mm -hmm. when things went terribly, terribly wrong. Um, but it's, 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 it's a hard, it's a hard story. It is. It is. And, and you know, I lived on the Hudson river um, and a friend of mine was walking to work and we, there was this, Warburton Avenue, which is in Hastings, and she saw one of the planes flying down the Hudson before it hit when she was walking to work. Then, um, we're from my front yard. If I looked down the river, I could see all the smoke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just thankful my uncle did not have to work in the city that day. He had been a manager at Barnes and Noble at Union Square. Um, he lived in Jersey city. I mean, so he had a front row seat to, to seeing it. I remember one of the first, when he first moved to his apartment building, he sent us a picture and he had the trades right behind him. So his building was, you know, aligned with where it was. So we were just incredibly grateful because he would have been stuck. Mm -hmm. He usually took the ferry over and, um, we're just, just so grateful he wasn't yeah. downtown that day. Yeah. Um, no, I Oh, go ahead. And I, then I'll read I Brenda's comment. Also, a uh, volunteer down at the pit mm -hmm. uh, a couple of weeks after the they the towers collapsed, and um, I was I was stationed at St. Paul's Chapel and with a group. And when we got there, they told us, uh, you know, because of all the people that were working on the pit, to please, you know, be kind to them, be gentle to them. If they want to talk, let them talk. Um, if they don't want to talk, then let them be. Mm -hmm. If they want to be hugged, hug them. You know, just just be present is basically what we were supposed to do. And, we, you know, we also served food. And at the time, 
the New York City Board of Health told us that all the food had to be done professionally. So the, all the, a lot of the hotels in the city uh, prepared the food. And at St. Paul's, the Waldorf Astoria prepared the food. Mm. And Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice meal. <laughs> yeah. And you, we were there. You had to be there for 12 hours. So we got there probably about 730 in the morning. Mm-hmm. We had to go through two checkpoints um, with National Guard. Mm-hmm. And we served breakfast and uh, nice buffet breakfast from the Waldorf Astoria. <laughs> um, and it, you know, on lunch, and, and it was hard. I mean, some of these guys were really, there was one farm and it just, I, I, I still visualized him in my head. He came in, he got his food, he sat down, he wolfed it down, and he's in the full gear with the big respirator and everything. And he just looks so tired and so beat up. And when he finished, he, he discarded his plate and stuff and went right out back out to the to the pile. Um, my friend Betty, uh, who is an Episcopal priest, and I decided to take a walk to... Um, the World Yacht was also a place where volunteers could go. And we went down there and met up with a, a rabbi from California who had been in for vacation since they got stuck in New York because of nowhere. The, they shut the airspace. He volunteered down there as well. And we walked down, we were talking. And I saw the cross that they is now in the museum. It was still, it was in the building that it crashed into. Um, mm. I saw uh, the, the, the things that stand out the most for me was the morgue and how reverential these guys were bringing out. Um, when they would find uh, body bodies, they would put them on a, on a bucket, I think they called it, and then put them on an ambulance to go up to where families, if they mm-hmm. were identified, could, could get them, to them. And... Yeah. <clears throat> um, they they were just I mean there was an honor guard every yeah. every time they brought one out and I remember the red buckets all over the pile and the red buckets were when they would find a human body part body part it it would go in the red bucket um, I remember coming we were walking back to St Paul's and all of a sudden everything went silent. And all these firemen who, there were like bars and stuff that were open, not necessarily to drink, but for somebody to go in. Uh, the firemen and, and the Verizon workers and whomever else was down there. And uh, they came running out and everybody ran to the pile. <clears throat> and that day they found 16 of the 343 firemen that mm. perished. Um, and, but... The, the other thing that was very, very eerie, they have a lot a lot of parking garages in the area. Oh, yeah. And the parking, the cars, they were all locked up. Nobody could mm-hmm. get in there. Um, the cars were, you didn't know what make, model, color, year, nothing. They were so completely covered in dust. Oh, one of one of my colleagues um, at the insurance company where I was working, um, we had we had several people who were on site there, um, but they fortunately were not in the building at the time. But I know the one person, at least one or two people's cars were 
demolished, you know, obviously um, melted, I think is what mm -hmm. actually happened because of the heat. Mm -hmm. um, we also had, um, we had people who were in DC that day. I, I do remember one of the biggest challenges was telecom mm -hmm. was down. Like mm -hmm. you could not, it was still early. We didn't have smartphones. There were Blackberries, um, but trying to reach anyone, you couldn't, all the cell towers were yeah, off. So you could not reach anybody by phone. It had to be landline, um, which is frankly, that's the reason why to this day, I still have a house phone that is wired. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. because, because of nine 11, I am, I, I, and my husband says, why we don't need one? Cause it's cell phone. I said, no, I said, because when there was an emergency, the cell towers were not working. The only way we could reach people was through a wired phone. Right. And the voice, so, uh, the, the voice over mm -hmm. IP, like when you're connected with right. a cable company, it's not the same thing. Ad right. I, 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 I wanted too. to, I, I, there were a couple more comments in the box, uh, in sure. our chat box. And then I thought maybe, maybe we could start we moving into along. SR news. Yep. Um, Brenda following up on, on uh, the news about her, uh, her, um, then husband uh, or her husband, um, signing up. She said, um, it wasn't as hard for me as those who lost their lives, but yes, I was 23 and having to talk to him about going to war and knowing that so many soldiers might not make it back, including him, was and is always heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. um, as someone who works with a service-disabled veteran, um, and I know his wife very well, I, I just I, that just is heart-wrenching um, to know that. And that's the sacrifice our military families make, not just the members, but their families, is... Um, something that we should always be thankful for. Whatever country you're in, it doesn't. It's not just a, a United States thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's someone who has people, first responders, everyone. And and as Black Lab Lady noted, um, so many stories of the heroism of our military, our first responders, doctors, nurses, boat operators, etc. Even in the horror, there were many bright lights, which is true. And SR Fox noted. Um, I was going home after college, 3 p.m., and the bus driver told us that a plane hit the World Trade Center. Me and my classmates thought he was telling a joke until he showed us CNN on his phone. When I came home, my mom was watching TV and the tower collapsed the moment I walked in. I can still feel the sadness and my not understanding this action. It had a great impact on me as I was still a teen. And yeah. I mean, this is, and this is something with the news, obviously. I mean, worldwide, people's, people were watching this across the globe. And it mm -hmm. just was kind of one of those unthinkable, um, horrific events. Any kind of act of terrorism is ho horrific. Um, and it's shocking. And Anna did note um, that at the Flight 93 Memorial, which is in western Pennsylvania, which I've driven by many times, but I, I still haven't. I have to be in the right frame of mind to go and actually visit it. And I, I haven't been able to do it yet, um, but I will. I, I, and I, I saw this too in the newspaper, Anna. Um, there are chalk artists there this weekend who did huge portraits of, um, of those on that plane mm -hmm. around the visitor center. So you might want to, and in fact, if I can, I'll find a link and post it. Cause I saw that story and it's really amazing. Um, and again, how art and artists, um, can help with the healing and how sports can help with the healing. There was a huge impact when the baseball, you know, baseball came back and that beautiful 
even though Yankees aren't my team, ladies, you know that. But that was such a beautiful moment mm-hmm. when the Yankees started playing mm-hmm. baseball and everybody, it, it, the, the one, one of the silver linings is that unification of our souls mm-hmm. because of this horrific event and, and how it did bring out the best. It could bring out some of the best qualities of our spirit um, and our collective being as a country. And I think that unity is something hopefully that our remembrances today will help people keep in mind that we are all in this together. And hopefully that will help um, heal some of the rifts um, in society because that was one of the major um, blessings of the, the horror that came from that day. Um, and, and yes, as Anna said, as Mr. Rogers said, look for helpers. That there are always helpers, and I think that's exactly right. And Lori says thank you for sharing, everyone. So uh, one little humor. Agreed. Side note to all this: um, you mentioned the Yankees. Uh, Derek Jeter, who entered the Hall of Fame this year. Yes. Um, who I am a fan of, yes. by the way. Um, even even though he wore the pinstripes. Well, because he wore the pinstripes, that was so good. Now, um, uh, he, he wore them very well. I he did. Say. He did. Uh, he was the person who was throwing catch with George Bush when he uh, threw out <laughs> the first ball at the stadium. And he said, you know, he didn't want to. He's got, you know the flat jacket on underneath the, the presidential jacket. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and uh, he was re- telling Derek Jeter about how the, when he had come to New York right afterwards and they're driving, they're driving along Broadway and all these people are cheering and happy for him. And I think it was Rudy Giuliani turned around to him and he says, you know, none of those people voted for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but so, but they gave, Jeter warms them up. He, they go out to get ready to throw that ceremonial pitch. And before, and, and Derek was going to be catching the ball as well. So, but before he went out to the mound, he said, you know, don't bounce it. <laughs> 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 so that's just a little humor side of that. So I love it. He's great. And, and I think, you know, out of tragedy, there are always some great outcomes yeah. and having moments of, of humor help to heal and having people help each other out mm-hmm. are important and having great art and literature to turn to are important. And I think that's why um, we're lucky that we have great writers such as SR that can help, uh, help us escape when we need to step away um, and, and also help us reflect on humanity. So, um, with that, I wanted to segue into and, asking you, Pam, yes. what's new from SR? Well, first of all, I want to thank my granddaughter for finding the song for me. Cause yes, yes. I meant to, oh, oh my so God, Saturn, I meant to ask Saturn, you that, Saturn that, sleeping at last. And my granddaughter is going to be 10 Saturn in November. And she mm-hmm. gave, she sent me this in, in March. So it's like, Oh, anyway. So, Perfect as, song, and that was a beautiful way to start. Um, it today. certainly was. So thank so. you. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we start, the news from SR's world has uh, we have a release date for Gabriel's Rapture, which I'm which is exciting. Uh, part one, it's November, and 
Uh, he's still waiting for Passion Flicks to announce it publicly, which I think they did. No, Maybe they did not. They didn't? No, okay. they not did not yet. Not yet? Okay. They so, only, but it they is November. Announced, yeah, they only announced they have it, and that is, is November. Right. So, yes. Uh, and he also believes that filming for Gabriel's Redemption is supposed to begin on May uh, in May of 2022. So that's exciting. And I'm so excited about that. Start saving money, ladies. Absolutely. <laughs> Any founding members. Or uh, signature or, members. Uh, signature members. You might be able to. Hopefully things will be a little under control. Um, and we could do a set visit if you are one of those in one of those groups. One of those lucky people. So um, also, do you think it would be too much to show up in a bridal gown with flowers? Like I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Uh, we 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 could have a Paul a Paul and Betty outtake. What do you think? That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be great. So uh, the man in the black suit um, has been released on the Kiss app, so you can go into either Google Play Store or the App Store and, and download Kit the Kiss app. And it, it will also be on the iReader app very soon. Nice. And, and then um, the Brazilian translation should be released shortly. I think he said October, November for that. I'm well. super excited about that. And I'm curious, has anyone, I'm asking our friends, um, I'm asking our friends in the chat room, has anyone downloaded the KISS app yet? I haven't done that, and I'm curious. And I'm seeing Ashley's hoping she will be a signature member um, Christmas time. Speaking of, mm -hmm. the halftime show. And the halftime show is on. Happy early Christmas, Ashley. Um, hopefully you will get your signature membership from Santa. And then Brenda's saying she's saving... Needs to be hopefully before Passion Con or after, but I'm saving now. <laughs> and Ashley does have the Kiss app, so. Oh, that's great. I think it would be fun to check out. And um, Ellie, good morning. Good morning, Ellie. So Ellie, the, Ellie you, came, you, you came at the positive, happy part of our podcast. Yes. So we just had a remembrance for 9-11, so if you want to check that out, you can. Um, it's actually really great to hear the stories of, from everybody, so. Um, good morning. Sending yes. you coffee. So the uh, the other thing he says is writing is going well, but the book isn't finished yet. He is hoping that he'll have it finished before Christmas, but he's trying. I'm trying, he says. <laughs> I am so, so, so very excited by that news. Um, as I was telling Pam before the podcast, I thought the book would probably be done sometime next year. Like I didn't know what he was thinking in terms of his process and timing. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he's even hoping to have it finished by Christmas is super exciting to me. New SR books. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, just new characters. It, but that doesn't <laughs> mean that it's going to be published by December. Well, right. No, but even I, and I know, but even I just didn't even think he'd be done writing by then. So the prospect of him even being done writing, it's so exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. So, but he, um, he wants to send special greetings to everybody, all the readers and the world who are tuning in. And he thanks everybody for their support. So not bad and news. Great news. And in fact, 
um, SR Fox was saying she can only visit if it's an Italy set visit. Otherwise, it'll be too expensive. And I'm hoping they would go back SR Fox. That would be really lovely. Mm -hmm. I just think a set visit in Italy would be divine. Mm -hmm. um, just divine. And yeah. uh, I could have said the same thing. I can only visit if it's in Belize. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, what am I gonna do? Like, okay, come on over. Like, all right. I know. Well, you, uh, if if any of you caught some of the uh, chat between Julio and uh, Jul uh, Julia, Julio and Melanie, um, Melanie said that she missed Belize. So um, that was yeah. There were a couple good chats that I didn't get to watch all of, but I've seen clips of. Um, that's one. If you wanted to check that out, it's on Julia's IG. I believe he saved it. And then uh, Tosca did a chat this week as well. Um, and I think that's also where she said she also confirmed November yeah, is yeah. when they're coming. Um, they haven't given us a specific date yet. Mm -hmm. um, but um, actually, was that just a, that may have been a founding members chat? It was a founding uh, members chat. OK, so strike that. Um, but, but uh, that's only accessible to the founding members, I think. Yeah. Um, so. the other thing but is, the Julia, uh, the Julio and Melanie, that's on definitely Instagram, always worth it. Uh, the Emmer Zooms also are, are changing their time. Anybody who's involved with that, uh, they will be starting at 9 p.m. on Fridays as yep, of next I, week. I was, I, Ashley, you beat me to it. I was going to mention that because uh, Pam and I have another chapter coming up in a couple weeks. Yes, we do. We're going to be covering chapters 49 and 50. Um, mm -hmm. And I actually like the fact we're moving back to Fridays. It's, it's a blessing and a curse because sometimes I do things Fridays, but um, it's a lot to do an Emmer Zoom on top of doing our podcast yeah. on Saturdays. <laughs> that that, that um, takes up your entire Saturday. It, it, it really, it's it, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of SR love right there. Um, but I'm so I kind of am excited. Plus, it's kind of a fun end of the work week kind of sharing with your friends um, experience. So absolutely, we will be there. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the week because I don't have my calendar in front of me, but it's in the, I think within it's the like, next. Uh, no, no, it's October second. Yeah, I, it's October. it's the night before my husband's. <laughs> Actually, it's October first now. It was going to be the second uh, Friday, Friday October first, which is uh, mm -hmm. my husband's birthday weekend. So, Ellie mm -hmm. is saying, Black Lab Lady commented that Julio and Melanie were. As always, they were hilarious together. Mm -hmm. And Ellie noted, always exciting to have new words from SR. Respect and remembrances for uh, the memorial of 9-11, especially for those who lost someone. She's just waking up here. And it, I, I think you meant to type 20th memorial. It's the 20 years, which is hard to believe. But. She's waking up. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, the cat, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. No, that hasn't. And, and, and you and know Cheryl's what? making sure her Zoom is working on October 1st. <laughs> yes, Cheryl, we want you on. That'll be so great to see you face to face. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Pam yeah, and I have, it's, uh, it's, we have some work to do. Yeah, we do. It, it's an, it, I know. I, I was looking at the chapters this week, and it's it should be an interesting uh 
uh, because it's when um, Gabriel confronts Tom and tries to yes. and so it should be good. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. I know. I love, I love that part. Um, and uh, there, I know there's been a lot, and I, I will recognize this. It is challenging when you're finding a time. Um, the sad thing or the really hard thing about the nine o'clock time is that knocks out a lot of our friends in Europe for being on live, unless they really like middle of the night types of adventures. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> nine o'clock here is like two, three, or four o'clock, depending when where you are in in Europe, and that, that's hard because there have been a lot of, um, you know, I'm thinking of Susanna. I'm thinking of. A lot of our um, SR fans, uh, Franca, Claudia, yeah, our our our, our friends um, who Across run the, the SR fans chapters. Um, but um, the the good thing is you can always be part of the rebroadcast, or you can be active in the week leading up on the Facebook page. Yeah. So um, if you're not going to be able to join live, you can put your commentary in. Um, that week. So, um, yes. And Ellie, I know you're not even out of bed yet. Um, Lori said she might be able to do it Friday night though. She would be very late to the party. Well, it's always good to join. Mm -hmm. Cheryl said, I came into the IG live late, but why does Julio take so much medicine? Um, Julio has fibromyalgia and when it flares up, he has to, um, treat it so he can, um, he can move and, and not be in severe pain. It's, it's, it's one of the autoimmune diseases, which is just a nasty, horrible, um, autoimmune diseases are really tough. Um, a lot of the SR, I, I, I know a lot of people have uh, been, you know, a lot of people in our community have, um, have it. autoimmune issues and it's really, really tough. Now, one of the, um, one of the things that, um, you know, he does too, is he follows this, I think it's the Hoffman method. Yes. Hoff- and Black Lab Lady just mentioned that he's gone back to his William Hoff method, mm-hmm. no more meds for him, which is, is ice bath. Like, um, there's a whole process, yeah. but it is also involves ice baths that seem to really work and help him. So that's great. I can't even fathom doing that. Um, well, this is when he, they were, uh, gone when they had gone to Italy to, uh, before the COVID uh, shutdown, and uh, he was talking about you know this ice bath he was putting in. He had it, I think it was on Instagram. He was photographing it, and he's putting ice into the bathtub of somebody's. Like, I wonder what hotel he's staying in. And I knew right away. <laughs> you knew because you recognized that Gallery time. Art Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recognized the bathtub, but I also recognized he had another picture of sushi that was sent to his room. And by the way, at that restaurant has wonderful Asian fusion food. Um, mm. I, the, I the, the, love... the walls, I could tell by the walls. It was, it was, it was <laughs> I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. You um, know, ice bath sounds great in the summer, <laughs> not so much in the winter. I, I any time of year, it just sounds it sounds like torture to me. Yeah. Um, but if it but if it works, I mean, whatever works for you, mm-hmm. Julio, go for it. Um, That's right. Because it's it's really tough, and when you have flare ups, it's it's really very painful. Um, mm-hmm. What and and the other thing that's tough with autoimmune diseases and 
you know, I just want to mention this just to keep in mind. You never know what people are going through mm -hmm. um, physically, emotionally, personally. Um, when you see someone out on the street, just, you know, just have some kindness and grace with them. Um, because autoimmune disease is one of the toughest things. Our people look perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. They don't look like they're sick. They don't look like anything's going on. And you just have no idea. My friend used to ha get the worst stares and um, looks when she got on uh, one of the scooters at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And people were like, oh, you're just, you know, being lazy. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm in severe pain right now. You know, um, so just, I, I don't know, obviously I'm preaching to the choir here, but you know, just, I, I always try and keep an extra little uh, mm -hmm. pocket full of grace because um, mm -hmm. you don't know what people are going through. Right. And Brenda noted that the, it helps the nerve ending of the central nervous system. Black Lab Lady said, deep breathing, exercise, and ice baths. He said he is feeling great and has better control of his weight. As if that matters. Agreed. <laughs> yes. Let, let me assure you, we've we've had the privilege of meeting Mr. Baruti, and mm -hmm. there is, yes, there is no need for him to be worrying about his weight. No. Let me let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> and there is so much more to that person than the physicality of him. He Absolutely. is a beautiful man. Mm -hmm. We all know he's gorgeous. He is. So much more than a uh, pretty face, a very yeah, smart, absolutely. bright, um, generous, kind, positive, hardworking, uh, very gifted person um, with a beautiful soul. And that's what's important about him. He could not have portrayed Gabriel if he didn't have those beautiful qualities about him. And that's the truth. And it's... Yeah, it's just not it's not his look. It's 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 his essence. So I see uh, Flores joined us as well. Good morning. Good morning. Um, we did ask SR a couple questions because we are celebrating having the birthday today for Claire. Mm -hmm. um, and we are going to be running very long today, ladies. So um, give us <laughs> indulgence. Mm -hmm. um, Betty, hope you have a little extra time because we're at 10 till 10 and we haven't even started the party. Mm -hmm. um, we asked SR um, about sweet Claire, and we asked him when you were writing, why did you choose Claire as the name of the Emerson's child? And um, SR said, Claire is named after St. Francis of Assisi's friend, St. Claire of Assisi. She was a fascinating person and very inspirational in her life and work. And in fact, SR himself provided the link. Mm -hmm. So I am putting this whole question, Betty style, question <laughs> and answer into the chat box. Um, so you can check out um, the link that SR himself provided about Claire. Um, we also asked him, how did you select her physical attributes? And he said, I thought about what Gabriel and Julianne's child would look like. And I imagined her as a combination of both, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, how interesting is right, Lori? He's so thoughtful, you know. Um, and um, I think I'm going to just cut and paste uh, the questions as I go so everybody has them. Mm -hmm. um, and we turned to um, the specific celebration today. 
And asked SR if Claire's having a birthday party this year and what is the theme. And he said, <laughs> oh, thank you, Lori. She said good questions. Mm-hmm. SR said, I believe Claire is enamored of princesses and the color pink. And of course, I'm loving that because mm-hmm. and I and I I, 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 considering that she's been called Principessa since birth, mm-hmm. I, right. I can only, <laughs> I have no doubt she is uh, enamored of princesses in the color pink. And I also love the, he's such a Canadian, right? The color O-U-R. Uh, yes. Well, um, Canadian and British spellings. Yes. Yes. And, um. Of course, my ask is, what kind of cake are they serving? And he said, I think she likes chocolate. Takes after her mama. Yes, so, uh, <laughs> I would uh, be surprised if she wanted something else, though. <laughs> I know. Like something fancier, like her dad. And I'll be like, okay, here we go. Yes, like, well, probably, like... the, the cake was probably <laughs> very fancy. I mean... Mm-hmm. You, you know, mm. little princesses like unicorns. And, <laughs> and, Can you imagine? She's like, I only like Belgium chocolate. I do yeah. like Belgium <laughs> with hand sculpted roses. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so I guess my Antonyms cake's not going to meet your standards. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> mm, well, if it doesn't meet yours, I will have. You can pass it over because I would happily absolutely take it. not a problem. <laughs> Because so, um, because the Edmonds chocolate cake has white icing on it, and that's my favorite type of cake. Right? <laughs> mm. Chocolate cake with white icing? Yep. Mm. Yep. Nice. That sounds delicious. I I have. Uh, yes, Anna. I knew I was waiting for you. The oak monitor. To put that in the chat. <laughs> she wants an oak monitor. Um, for those who haven't been on uh, before when we were having celebrations or talking about cake, because I think it, that Oakmont or, um, came, the Oakmont Bakery came up uh, when we were having the chocolate cake podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Oakmont uh, Bakery is near Anna, and um, she st- shared the website that one day, and oh my gosh, I want an Oakmont or the cakes looked fantastic. So, mm-hmm. um Always deliciousness. I'm sure whatever kind of cake they have, it'll be great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in a couple of years, she'll want ganache with lemon curd and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> or raspberry. I would say raspberry curd if it's chocolate. But, um, yes, I, I do think uh, she, she will probably uh, follow in uh, Gabriel's um, she specificity. Won't, she won't be able to help it, trust me, because it, Gabriel wouldn't have it any other way. Or she may just rebel and, you know... See now that—that's the to thing. Do, I to you do know. The, the the Betty Crocker uh, cake mix <laughs> from aisle five, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> my my thing was is I you know they're they're growing a a strong, smart, intelligent young woman, and at her birth, uh, you know. I can imagine, you know, he wants her all dainty and pretty and everything else. And, and Julia, too, wants her that way. But I can imagine her rebelling against that. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get at her father. Um, and, you know, being a real tomboy. I could see her doing that. So that's mm. just... You know, that reminds me, I read, I think it was on Facebook. I can't remember where I read it, but it was like a picture of a quote. And it said, I take my daughter to lots of uh, 
places to travel around the world so she doesn't end up impressed uh by your son for you know one weekend getaway at Miami. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like something Gabriel would do. He would mm -hmm. take Claire, so she doesn't fall for any schmuck. Exactly. Well, I, I am sure That's... that they will, uh, that uh, Julie and Gabriel will make sure that she has every opportunity to travel the world, and <laughs> Catherine Picton will probably have her under her wing and studying Dante. If she isn't already. <laughs> oh, right. I'm sure. And I'm laughing, uh, looking at the chat. Anna said, Gabriel would definitely appreciate the Oakmont Bakery. And Lori says, I want cake now. Mm -hmm. And so do I, Lori. Now I'm like, oh, darn it. I need some cake. Um, Wait, you mean Gabriel didn't send you a special box with a cake <laughs> to your house? No, no. no he didn't. No, he did paper. not. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Well, I guess um, I guess I'm hoping the neighbor would uh, that Leslie, the neighbor, would be invited to the party um, sometime. I think that would be fun because oh, you know sure she would be. Leslie does love little Claire. Now, do you think there's a bounce um, house in the back of the house? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Gabriel wouldn't. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Claire wanted it. I think Claire has Gabriel wrapped around that little pinky. Mm -hmm. um, I know Lori has not had cake in so long. I oh know. gosh, I know we're 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 encouraging uh, <laughs> encouraging bad behavior, right? Yeah, because you know um, I'm sitting here thinking of cake, and I know that after a little bit this afternoon, I'm I'm gonna run out to the grocery store, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> cake. I know. Yeah. yeah. See now, chocolate though, I go right to brownies. Mm -hmm. And brownies are a quick make. They either are either out of a they box are. or, or and either if, out and of if, a box or scratch brownies don't even take that long to make. And if so, you go to the grocery yeah. store, you can even get them with frosting on them. <laughs> yes, you can buy them. Mm. Yeah, I think I know what Pam's doing later. Uh -huh. so, <laughs> and we had one more question. We had one more question for SR. Uh, about the birthday and he we asked him what gifts are Gabriel and Julia giving to her and anything special from Aunt Rachel <laughs> and he said Aunt Rachel feels the need to give Claire things her parents won't allow and this year it's an electric scooter and a helmet <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine oh my gosh oh my lord Oh, ooh, and Anna said she just made a pumpkin cheesecake with pretzel pecan crust and crumble last night. Oh, that sounds oh, good. Oh, yum. I made a pumpkin cheesecake once for Thanksgiving, and actually it was, I was very happy. It turned out really well. I'm trying to, I think it was more of a graham cracker crust, though. That pecan crust mm, pretzel, pecan crust, oh my gosh, Anna. They might hire you at the Oakmont Bakery. <laughs> That sounds great. I love making it. I love making cheesecakes, but I've only made them with the graham cracker crust. So I'm just going to mm. something I'll have to look at and chill. That sounds mm -hmm. really yummy. Yeah. Now, my, my son, uh, he likes to play with things as far as cooking goes. And he's usually pretty good at it. Mm, nice. He For Thanksgiving one year, he made... Um, a, a, a pumpkin pie with spiced wafers as the crust. Ooh, that would be good. It was good. It was very that, good. 
you know, that could be good for the cheesecake crust, too. That could be. Anyway. I'm liking that. Anyway, so we asked, those are the those were the questions. We got some good insight um, from SR about uh, Claire. And uh, now I think we'll get other insights when mm-hmm. Betty lays that quiz on us. <laughs> Okay. Well, I have to for the party games. I'm surprised. (laughs) No ice cream cake. I I guess not today. I I I don't think there are many Carvel stores around (laughs) much more. (laughs) But you know they sell them at the supermarket too. Yeah. And I have uh, my friend Maureen actually made an ice cream cake for her son's graduation party, which was super delicious. Um, So there are recipes out there to do ice cream Mm -hmm. cake, and she said. She said it's like the easiest thing ever because it's like no bake. Um, you know, you just uh, layer things up. Uh, she, I think she actually did bake brownie or something to make layers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so check that out too. You could just use pre, pre-made cookies and, and layer it and freeze it. And then you, there you go. Mm-hmm. And Black Lab Lady has got a whoopie pie in the freezer for an emergency fix. And she is headed <laughs> there now. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's so mm-hmm. great. Mm, I love whoopie pies too. Mm-hmm. And it's I do. I, too. I, I, I think that's is that more of a Pennsylvania? Oh, is that an Amish thing? They do have. What, what's they the, do have is them, it but, Pennsylvania but it's Dutch also thing? yeah, it's Pennsylvania Dutch, but it also New England does a lot of them too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, third. If you have never had one, and you get a chance, go for it. Taste them; they're good. They make them in all different flavors now, but the traditional one's chocolate with a, a white cream filling. Right. Mm. My my personal favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the pumpkin too. I really like the pumpkin ones. Mm. Yeah. Just don't tell boss. Don't tell no. SR. Don't tell yeah. SR. And he's not listening right now, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's writing. Hopefully. Yeah. So, Betty, we completely digressed. Okay. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, let's go for the light uh, moment right now. So, are we ready, ladies? We are ready. I don't know. Is math involved? Um, (laughs) No, I have to say. I have have a bone to pick with you, Betty, on math. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought after last year, it was kind of obvious, but then this week I was like, huh, well, I am, I'm in a crossroads right now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, sorry, Pam, but at the end, you got the answer. So, shh. um, alrighty then. So here we go, uh, with the first question of the game I like to call, how well do you know Claire? So the first question is, when was Claire born? Is it A, September 6, 2012? B, September 7, 2012? C, September 8, 2012? Or D, September 9, 2012? Oh. See, and this is where my conundrum comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> no, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. 
And as you're pondering your answers, I am putting in, because Lori asked, I'm putting in a whoopie pie link. Okay. So you can see what it looks like, Lori. And make your own, because it's That's a recipe. True. I, hmm. I'm going to say today? D. I'm saying D. Yeah, I'm going with the crowd on this one. I think it's D also. Okay. Final answer. Final answer. Okay, it wouldn't. Um... Let me see if I get closer now. Yay! Yep. The answer is D. It's September 9, 2012. And it's in chapter <clears throat> 82 of Gabriel's Redemption. Mm -hmm. uh, it starts on Cambridge, Massachusetts. And a quote is, do you want me to wake Rebecca? Gabriel turned to go, readying himself to spring down the hole. No, call the hospital, says Julia. What should I tell them? Tell them that I think I'm in labor. <laughs> <laughs> Panic ensues. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't I help but it. remember that episode of I Love Lucy. Yeah. Oh my god. When Lucy's about to go into labor and everyone <laughs> classic. And Ricky and they're just like having <clears throat> trying to figure out what to do and they all want to rush and do the same thing and leave her alone. So yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh I, I just I just remember seeing a movie where the the person the actress who was portraying the in-labor person turned to her husband and looked like uh, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, know. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny story, when my sister was in labor the first time, mm -hmm. um, she comes to us, because we used to live across from each other, so she comes and she's like, I think I'm... I think I'm in labor. And I was like, oh, my God. Wait, <laughs> we got to shave your legs. We got to make your feet look pretty. <laughs> uh, like, I'm like, yes, sit down. I'm going to shave your legs. So at least the doctor is not traumatized with hairy legs and stuff. You so she are hilarious. Shaving her. My mom's like, hurry up. I'm like, I'm not done. So, yeah. <laughs> the second time, she didn't even tell me. She just went straight to the hospital. Oh, Betty, you are so mm. funny. <laughs> <laughs> and your sister's patient, I think I would have freaked out. I'd be like, no, I don't care. Take me there now. Right. Well, when she got to the hospital, they were like, well, you still have time. So you, you have to wait. Maybe you can go home. Yeah. She well, yeah. Actually considering it, by the time the contraction started coming stronger, she was like, I can take a Tylenol and just go home, right? And they were like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> that window has passed. Right. It's probably good she was there, though, you know. Yes. Not having to go back and forth. Right. But it's funny. She had a back just for herself, and I had my back just so I could stay there in the hospital mm -hmm. and all that. So it was crazy. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, but right. she's the one who's having a baby. I'm like, yes, but I'm going to be in the waiting area. Exactly. So you, you need your gear, honestly. Right. When you are, if you're caregiving, you always have to bring your bag. I, I had a whole, I carried, I, I still do, I carry stuff with me everywhere. Um, if I need to stay somewhere, you know, make sure I have my chargers, make sure I have a sweater, make sure I have snacks, mm -hmm. make sure I have water. Yep. Yeah. 
have your have your gear. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Are we ready for the second question? Ready for I second don't. question. Uh, ready as will ever be. How old is Claire? Pam. <laughs> is it A? Uh, I I I have I have an excuse. <laughs> okay. B nine. C ten. Or D eleven. Well, I, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the age, and I open up Gabriel's Promise, and I'm reading, and I'm, I go to like the prologue, and I'm not realizing it. It's the prologue, and I see 13. Yes. <laughs> so 13 minus because, 21. <laughs> because, because Pam, I, did, I was like, wait a minute, but Pam said, and then I'm like... No, let me. T- I, I just counted on my fingers, so <laughs> I didn't even subtract. Like Lori said, math. I counted on my fingers, so hopefully I counted correctly. Not too much bourbon in my coffee. No, <laughs> I should have bourbon <laughs> in my coffee. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of bees in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Okay, so final answer, ladies. Final answer. B. B. The answer is B, nine. She is nine. She's a year younger than your granddaughter, Pammy. Yes, she is. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is it big? Nine, nine. Her birthday. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nine, nine. That's right. Her special birthday. And if I'm not mistaken, and Ellie, you probably can correct me on this, um, I think Claire's character was based off the child that Edward and Bella had in Twilight. I think so. I think so. I should have asked this or that. I think he said that. Didn't he? Didn't we read that somewhere? I did read it somewhere. I don't just don't remember where, but I think Ken actually. I think Kenzie. I think I. Kenzie said that to me. It's very possible. But I think she, you're Renesmee, yes. Mm-hmm. Latency age. Buckle up, Daddy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's in for the ride now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, I am, oh, I, the other day I was on the, I was talking to my granddaughter, and, you know, my granddaughter's, uh, She's she's not a girly girl. She's a, she's just she's she is Isabella, and that's it. And mm-hmm. um, so I asked her if, she, if uh, she was excited to get back to school, and if there were any boys she was excited about seeing. Because I love teasing, teasing you know preteens mm-hmm. about boyfriends and stuff. And <laughs> you know, a year ago she would have said, "Ew, no, ew." And so, well, <laughs> so cute. Oh my gosh! No that- way! <laughs> you know, and I can't get me. I can't wait to come and see you again, because, so we can watch Hallmark together. And I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> who are you?" <laughs> oh so, yes, my god! So it's going to be a big change this year. And you I don't know. know I, I don't know whether her parents are ready for that. <laughs> You know, that reminds me again. I don't remember if it's, I think it was um, Facebook. 
uh, a woman went to Vermont and she was seeing that Hallmark light because she was there already for five days or something. She's like, I have multiple degrees. I put my career above my personal life and no one has approached me to ask me <laughs> what am I trying <laughs> Like nobody's at like a town meeting and invited <laughs> help save their business. Uh-huh. Uh, I she hear you. A, like, she went to a farm, uh, a tree farm and she's, she's staying there like, I hate Christmas. I don't have the holiday spirit. That is so funny. There's no one there. She walked by a cafe. She got coffee. She's in the middle of the the, the town and nothing. She's like, (laughs) or I I didn't speak to the right people when I crossed the border because um, nothing's happening. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true, too, you know? It really is, sadly. That is so funny. <laughs> so I wonder if the same thing will happen to to your granddaughter. Um, it should be very interesting. To, to, it's, it's fun watching her grow up anyway to begin mm-hmm. with. Yes. But, um, you know, I just, you wonder what, what will come of her, her life in the future. I, I, I have a, a cousin who had a daughter in, I think she was, I think, she was born in 93 and she's graduated from college now and she's living, she's actually living in Queens. And this was a girl that if you mentioned boys, her mother and father would shut you up right away. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I've always been the wacky aunt that did those things with kids. Cause my sister never really? had children. Yeah. <laughs> Pam, I'm shocked. You're the fun aunt. Yeah, the wacky. You're, you're the. You're the. <laughs> I, I'm I'm the one that causes all the trouble. Anyway, <laughs> you know, like I when she when when uh, she was younger, Megan would, and I would go to Wildwood Boardwalk and we'd do the water park. And it, uh, you know, at this point, my son is too old to go to a water park, and I don't have any. Nieces or nephews of my own, so I adopted my cousin's daughter as my niece. <laughs> and um, so we we go off and we did the water park. Then the next thing, we were going to a, a place that does henna tattoos. And this is like right before school starts for her, and she's in a Catholic school. So she, she's like, I'll have to put it on my foot. Because <laughs> that way I won't be seen. <laughs> So we come home and her, uh, you know, I said to her father, I said, well, we went out, drank a lot of root beer and got tattoos. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he just shook his head and walked away. <laughs> so. I love it. Matching tattoos, right? Uh, actually, I had mine on my hand. Oh, okay. I, I like to go. I, if I, if I'll be honest with you, if I had the time and the money and the and the availability, I would do the full bindi. Mm. Uh, that's that's very cool. Mm-hmm. I do think they're cool. They are cool. So I wonder if they ever, if they have ever considered like giving away temporary t- tattoos inspired by the Gabriel series. Oh, oh well, I, I I think there's a there's some great Fox um, 
uh, I wonder if uh, um, someone interest. suggested that the passion flicks. That would be nice. <laughs> but you know, like you know. the little Dante and the little Beatrice <laughs> or an apple. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking of uh, of what the what's printed on the coffee mug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That would make a great tattoo. Uh, that would be an interesting <laughs> tattoo. That would be one that you could like slide on somebody when they're sleeping, right? And then yeah. have them wake up. Well, I remember, I remember well, one time we nice. asked SR about tattoos. Right. Yes. That was a couple years ago. And, he, he, and somebody wanted, was talking about getting one. And he says, as long as it's in, not in a, in a bad place. <laughs> I don't think he wanted anybody's name, his name on anybody's butt. Anyone's derriere. Yeah. There are many SR fans that have tattoos of um, of phrases or lines from the book. Yeah, somebody, I, I, and I, I don't remember who it is, so forgive me, but I remember some, he wrote something down on paper. And then they they had it transferred as a tattoo on I think on their side. Yeah. Yes, I see it, mm-hmm. it like right on the side of their abdomen. Right. I re- I remember the picture. Really amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even imagine the pain that would have been though. That that's a very sensitive area to have uh, right. tattooed, as I understand it. I it's mean, you as... have to be really strong to not feel it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know when it comes to needles, I, I tattoos and I parted ways many years ago. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Although so, I, did, I, I although I did tell my sister the other day that I I was seriously thinking maybe I'll get a small tattoo, and she's like, "Why?" <laughs> so to celebrate, I mean, you know. Yeah. Not anybody my age can go out and get a tattoo. <laughs> exactly. And she's like, I love it. No. <laughs> you should you should have asked her if you guys could do matching ones. Oh my Sister god. Sister tattoos. Sister tattoos. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Something from your childhood. Oh uh, yeah, right. <laughs> like Avalon or the beach or you know, some some childhood memory that I... was is fun for both of you. It, it well, as fun as that sounds, I can guarantee that my sister would not be getting one. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty certain she wouldn't. That's not um, something that I think she'd enjoy. Uh, no, she would not. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, I, I'm 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 going to corral us back to uh, the next party question. I, I'm okay. laughing. Uh, <laughs> the the the. the Um, Lori said they are blessed to have you Pam Anna saying an angel fucker tramp stamp and Anna also (laughs) said buy shoes instead (laughs) Anna yes Anna's cracking me up also (laughs) yes instead of a tattoo try shoes shoes are always a good idea in my book so shoes jewelry 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 I'm definitely game for jewelry I will definitely be game for yeah well shoes for me anytime any place I yeah that's my thing I love them so SR uh, SR had me at stiletto so (laughs) um Shall we um, venture? I think we've recovered from the math trauma sufficiently. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe. Yes. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's go with the third question, which is, what is Claire's full name? Is it A, Claire Grace Hope Catherine Emerson? I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> Claire Grace Rachel Hope Emerson. C, Claire Grace Hope Rachel Emerson. Or D, Claire Grace Hope Rachel Catherine Emerson. Mm. I'm Ellie noted that the, her Irish friend has the Apuit tattoo, quote tattoo. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those. I think mm -hmm. that's cool. That is cool. Um, darn it. I knew you were going to ask this. I was going to look. I, I'm going to say C. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's C. Okay. And, yes. and Black Lab Lady said C. Um, SR Fox says A. Um, Lori noted that she thinks Samia has a necklace with SR's handwriting of a quote. She does. She does. Ooh, that's right. I remember that. That's super mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, it's very, she has a very, it's nice. It's a little gold plate and it's got the quote on it that he wrote. I love that. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Final answer. We maybe? got Floor, Anna, um, Black Lab Lady saying C, SR Fox saying A. I think it's C. I think it's C. Okay. So the answer is C, Claire Grace Hope Rachel Emerson. And in chapter 18 of Gaper's Promise, the priest asked, what name do you give your child? Father Fontini addressed Gabriel and Julia and they answer. He and Julian replied to the priest in unison, Claire Grace Hope Rachel Emerson. Very and, good. And if they hadn't done the baptism soon enough, they probably would have added more. Oh, they probably would have. <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised said Rebecca. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, which would there. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Rachel wouldn't be so happy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I that would have ruined Rachel's uh Rachel's, Rachel's day. Vibe. For sure. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next question. Before Julia and Gabriel headed to the hospital, Julia gazed at the decal pace over the crib. What was the theme? Is it A, Winnie the Pooh, B, Flamingos, C, Peter Rabbit, <laughs> or D, Apple Tree with Hummingbirds? Hmm. I'm going to say Peter Rabbit. I think it's, I think it's A. I, I don't think know. it's Winnie That's the Pooh. Peter Rabbit. Yep. Although I love the idea of the apple tree with the hummingbirds. That would be beautiful. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'd remember that, though. I feel like that would have stuck out in my head. I think it's Winnie the Pooh. Okay, final answer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so another good question, by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there is a decoration with an apple tree and hummingbirds. Uh, I checked it on Amazon. So, okay. And the answer is A, Winnie the Pooh, chapter 82, Gabriel's Redemption. Julia says, This is my favorite room 
in the whole world. She breathed, gazing at the classic Winnie the Pooh decals they had placed over the crib and changing table in anticipation of wide and eager little eyes. Aww. And Anna said we had a hand-painted Pooh mural for her grandson, which is beautiful. And um, yes, I, I, I love Winnie the Pooh. It's so classic and sweet. Um, Ellie asked, they added Rachel later, right? Redemption in Redemption, it was Claire Grace Hope Emerson. Mm -hmm. And I believe Rachel was added as the baptismal name, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. Yes. So excellent, excellent question, Ellie. A very learned SR scholar. Mm -hmm. Caught the delineation. Mm -hmm. So yes, I love it. Right. What okay. Great... For the next question. Yes. All right. Question five: True or false? When Gabriel first sees baby Claire, she's wearing a pink knitted cap. Okay. I'm gonna say yes because they always put a cap on you in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um. That's right, because he's an indelicate room. Mm. I don't think it's pink, though. I'm going to say false. Oh, yeah. And then I think false. That's my guess. I see Anna's answer. I'm like, yeah, I think Anna's correct on that. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was pink. What do you think, Pam? I know that they put caps on you when you're in the hospital. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> well, I think Pam is going with Lori's answer of question mark. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes. It's like the um, And you can yellow... quote me on that. <laughs> that is a tricky, tricky question. It's like the black and blue or yellow gold dress. Mm -hmm. What color is it? <laughs> I know. Right. Okay, so the answer is false. In chapter 86, Gabriel's Redemption, a little bundle of white lay motionless. He saw a rich mm -hmm. face, black hair that was partially covered by a tiny purple knitted cap. Oh, oh so cute. I have I to say, it. where did they get the purple one? Because I've been to the hospital and it's always pink and blue lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the knit ones, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, the knit ones with the little lines. Right. Well, so. only, you know, only Gabriel would have a unique... Uh... <laughs> he, he would have to be unique whether he wanted it to be or not. That's mm -hmm. right. I love it. Absolutely okay. love it. So the next question is um, Question six While Gabriel is in the nursery area He exchanges a few words with Nurse Angie Fill in the blank She has hair Angie stood next to him Yes, lots of hair She's almost nine pounds and 19 inches long She's a blank baby Is it A, good looking B, good size. C, well behaved. Or D, healthy. I'm going E. Mm. 
I'm going E, painful to push. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say B for the fun of it. Okay. You know, I think it's B, but my first inclination was D. So I'm just going to say D. And this is a split decision here in the chat box. I'm seeing some Bs. I'm seeing some Ds. My first, my gut reaction was D. So that's what I'm going with. Mm -hmm. Final answer then. That is for me. What do you think, Pam? <laughs> I, I'm saying uh, D. A, a good, uh, yeah, good, good size. Sized. Okay, so the answer is B, good size. Chapter 86, Gabriel's Redemption. Uh, again, what is it? She has hair, and she's still next to him. Yes, lots of hair. She's almost 9 pounds and 19 inches long. She's a good size baby. Oh, that is a good size baby. Mm -hmm. well, is and, like I, and like I said, E, painful to push. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't push, but it was painful. That's yeah. true. She had the C-section. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And Ellie had it right as well. No, I. I that's why I said I. I was like, I think it might be B, but my first reaction was D. So I went. I usually go with my gut. So I think I would be like the worst person in labor because I would be the woman holding her husband's hand saying, I hate you, you did this to me, how could you? Yeah, you, you, would, you would become Linda Blair from The Exorcist. <laughs> and then oh as soon gosh. as the husband leave, why are you leaving? Don't leave me. Don't leave me, I need your hand. You need to experience the pain I'm going through. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of women experience something like that and it's you know yeah the uh the uh, <laughs> you did this to me <laughs> <laughs> right so that as long is as you funny know, as long as you know everything's fine um you know but it's it's traumatic i remember my sister she sounded like she was from the exorcism oh <laughs> no i we're hearing the heart monitor beeping frenetically and her screaming to her husband, don't touch me. So I was like, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, I mean, Gabriel is lucky he didn't experience that. Yes, he is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, okay, let's go with the next one. Okay. What color are Claire's eyes? A, blue. B, green. C, brown, or D, gray? I'm going to say A. Yes. Yep. Okay. And I see a lot of A's in the chat room. Yep. Well, SR said she was a blend of the parents, so mm -hmm. it could be <laughs> two options there. Mm hmm mm hmm all right, so here we go. The answer is A, blue, chapter 86, Gabriel's Redemption. Angie gently placed the baby in his arms. Immediately, the child opened large, dark blue eyes and looked up at him. 
So, mm-hmm. oh, how sweet is that? Right. Yeah. Uh, Ellie's saying that uh, she was laughing because she says mine and Xander both held out for 41 weeks. Oh my gosh, Ellie. <laughs> God bless you. So, so, oh. did, so did Isabella. Oh. They finally had to induce Laura to have the baby. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to come out. Nope. She was she was too comfy inside. Yep. Didn't want to move. Didn't want to budge. Mm-hmm. Ellie notes all babies are born with bluish eyes, though. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, question number eight. What were the first words Gabriel said to his little girl? A, hello, Principessa. I'm your daddy. Your mommy and I have been waiting to meet you for a long time. B, hello, Spring Roll. I'm your daddy, and I've been waiting to meet you for a long time. I can't wait to teach you all about Dante and Beatrice. Speak. Hello, my blessedness. I am your father. (laughs) (laughs) Or D. Hello, Spring Roll. I'm your daddy, and I've been waiting to meet you for a long time. I love you so much. Oh, they're all so sweet. But I I think it's A. A. It's the Principessa. Mm. (laughs) I see a lot of A's. I wonder, it would be weird, wouldn't it, if Gabriel did say, I am your father, da, da, da. Hey, I can see the nurse going like, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> uh, Ellie says D. Mm. Okay. Oh, they're very close. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, you know what? I'm changing mine. I'm going with Ellie. I think it's D. I don't think he calls a principessa yet. No, I think that's later. Okay. That's my that's my take. I'm and going you're with D. to it. Yes. I could be totally wrong. I, I was thinking about the principessa. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I feel like it was your mommy and I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going with D. Okay. <laughs> I'm 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 going with A. A? Yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go. The answer for the question is D. Hello, Spring Roll. I'm your daddy, and I've been waiting to meet you for a long time. I love you so much. This was in Chapter 86 of Gabriel's Redemption. Aww. And now I'm hungry for spring rolls. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really am. Like, I want to go. It's only 1035 here in the morning, though. <laughs> Too early for me to go get them at my favorite that place. That whole chapter was really traumatic. <laughs> it was that, chapter that, that was a hard That was. Yeah. I was reading that chapter while I was waiting for my sister to give birth to oh, baby. My God. Oh, my Lord. I had no idea, so I I was waiting there for hours and waiting and waiting. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna read this, and I'm like crying. And of course, the delivery was more complicated than expected. So I totally understood what Gabriel was coming from at that moment. Oh my gosh, Betty! Yeah, 
That must have been, yeah, because that yeah. chapter, it was, it was, it was hard. That was a hard chapter to read. That was so. I, all I kept thinking of is there's no way they, he could, he, she, she can't be dead. There's no way he would write that. There's no way. That's the only thing I kept thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's, there has to be a misunderstanding. There has to be a misunderstanding. She is not dead. Mm-hmm. SR wouldn't do that to us. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Yes. And he's done that a couple of times. Oh. Well, you know, you got to get that, sus- that suspense going. He mm-hmm. puts it, he puts us through the ringer. Right. I remember mm. going through that. In, oh, um, SR Fox has to leave. Her own birthday bash is going to start soon. Have a nice weekend, everyone. Oh, my and God. Enjoy the birthday bash. Thanks for hanging on for the long, uh, the long podcast today. Mm-hmm. Oh, enjoy. Enjoy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is wonderful. Have a fun and, time at your party. And Anna's birthday is Monday. So. Oh my gosh! Hey, birthday, nice. birthday, ladies! Happy birthday! Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Nice. Um, do we take champagne? What do we take to the party? <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll send you. Right. Sending you virtual, virtual champagne and lots of lots of love. Have mm-hmm. a wonderful, wonderful enjoy. birthday. Yes, enjoy. So, okay. Question. Nine. Question nine. Or ten. Yes. <laughs> Nine. Since I can't count anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question nine. After Gabriel was reunited with Julia, he suggested they should start thinking of a name for their baby. According to Gabriel, this person suggested her name for their child. Who did Gabriel speak to? Is it A, Rachel, B, Catherine, C, Paulina, or D, Rebecca? Mm. I think it's Catherine. Yeah, I'm going to say Catherine because I think Rachel. Rachel's excited, but she, I, I, I think she's like stepping away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. This is like Jeopardy, but instead of the Jeopardy, <laughs> that's right. I know. I know. For our extended hey. podcast today. Jingle mm-hmm. bells. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the answer is B, Catherine, chapter 87, gave us redemption. It says, we should probably talk about what we're going to call her. Her grandfathers are going to be in are not going to be impressed with the name Spring Roll. And I've already heard from Catherine, who thinks the baby should be named after her. (laughs) (laughs) And such a Catherine thing, right? Yes. Yes. Why wouldn't we name the baby Catherine? (laughs) Uh, You know, and Catherine always cracks me up. I don't Mm -hmm. think, I don't, I think she was more excited about, uh, Julia having this baby than even Gabriel was. <laughs> <laughs> I I think because she's seen it all unfold. You know, mm-hmm. she was there. And I think it also fills a piece of her that she never had a chance to experience with old Hut. So that's true. You know, and this this and I think there's something about the joining of two academics. <laughs> Right. And the coming together of, of their passion for Dante. Mm-hmm. I just think it's extra special. Um, 
I think I was surprised that Claire was named Claire and not Grace, though. I, I, I was, I, uh, part of me thought they were really going to go for Grace. Um, I like having Claire, and I like Grace as a middle name for her, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised um, they call her Beatrice. Yeah, true. And Ellie, uh, Anna loves Catherine, and Ellie said they better name Baby Two after Catherine. I was actually thinking it would be funny if they. Um, if they do have a second baby and she is named Catherine. Mm -hmm. I think that would be cool. Or if they adopt. Right. Mm -hmm. Dad. <laughs> well, if they adopt that little girl in Italy as, as child number two, then that she's right. already got a name. So that's. Maria, right? Yeah. Isn't that so. Maria? Right. But they could add to it Maria Catherine Emerson. Right. Mm -hmm. True. True. Mm -hmm. Catherine is amazing, Flora says. She is. <laughs> she is. She I can't. Is a I'm force hoping. Of nature. I am hoping we have, you know, another book on on in this series to uh, to find <laughs> out some things. Um, well, as SR always says, he has a file. Yes, he Ooh. does. Since he puts a lot of names on babies, on children, what if it were Maria Catherine Florence Emerson? Oh, ooh, mm. I like that. I like that. And Anna's saying they're going to have three. Two biologicals and one adopted. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what he envisioned. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was relieved Julia was alive after he started envisioning more kids. I was like, wait, are you serious? <laughs> we just pushed a baby. Or a gun up, then a baby came out. What are you talking about? Yeah, but you know what? I bet they're gonna enjoy the whole experience. Mm -hmm. And he has the money to be able to support a, a larger well, family. Yeah, I'm just saying, like health wise, like I yeah. hope the next yes. time we don't have such a complicated delivery. Exactly. Yeah, and that that's one of the biggest oh problems she has is her fibroids. Right. right. That's what I was thinking. Like, what are you talking about? More babies, Gabriel. Well, and Ellie hopes that they adopt or that Rachel adopts. I do too, Ellie. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hoping that's part of one of the storylines of the family. I do too. So, okay. so good. Okay. The next question, ladies. Question number mm -hmm. 10. The first night baby Claire spent in the house, Gabriel sang her a song in an attempt to soothe her crying. What song did he sing to his little girl? Was it A, You Are My Sunshine, B, Love, C, Blackbird, or D, Dance Me to the End of Love? <laughs> and as we ponder the answers, Flores thinks three is their max and one definitely adopted. And Anna says, if they adopt, I want to be their social worker because I know what all <laughs> needs to be done. Anna's volunteering. I love it. Boy, the social worker plus the connection to the bakery, they'd be in good stead. Mm -hmm. um, I'm seeing a lot of A's. And I'm going to say it's the same song I sang to my son. You're my Which sunshine. One? A. Oh. A, okay. Final answer then. Yes. Okay. And the answer is A, you are my sunshine. Chapter 7 of Gabriel's Promise. It says, my singing isn't that bad. He protested. I can carry a tune. 
isang <laughs> swaying back and forth across the carpet like a dancer. When he ran out of verses to "You Are My Sunshine," he made up, he made up new ones. <laughs> that well, you know, that's what you do. You try to mm -hmm. personalize the song to the child. That's right. right. Just keep it going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. And the last question. Are we ready for the extra? Ready. I am not ready, but I'm I'm going for it anyway. Okay. <clears throat> so here we go. Question is true or false? Baby Claire wore Aunt Rachel's christening dress for her baptism. I'm going to say yes because that's the tradition of my family I have no idea I see a lot of truths in the yeah, yeah there's a lot of truths I was going to say false but I have no idea no idea I'm thinking true since so many people feel like it's true. So I will go with true. Okay, final answer then. Final answer from me. Okay, and the answer is true. Chapter 18, Gabriel's Promise. It says, Julia had dressed the baby in Rachel's christening dress, a long white silk and satin garment that was embroidered with flowers and had short sleeves and a lace edge bonnet tied with a long pink ribbon. Oh, so precious. Good memory, you guys. Mm -hmm. Right. And Unless you were brushing yeah. up, were you rereading those chapters so you could get uh, Betty's answers? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Pam did ask uh, the boss about the dress. Mm -hmm. and yes. Uh, share information about it, the origin. Because I, I everybody from... 1899 through 1983 in my family has been uh, christened in my grandfather's christening dress. Oh, I love that. And it's that's an amazing tradition. And it's upstairs in my closet right now, wrapped up in a box. But it's I, I took it out for Isabella's christening grass dress, but uh, uh, her other grandmother made her a dress, so they, you know, that was, she wanted to do yeah. that, so that was fine. But I, I know that I, it, I've got to have it specially cleaned because it was a, like a white, I guess it's like a linen, I'm not sure. But mm. it, you can, it's yellowing and stuff, so it, it's something i got to take care of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very cool. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it, it, it even, it went to Milwaukee when my sister was christened and so we were with all it's everybody in the family except for isabella and my cousin bobby's boys that is so cool very nice who knows maybe isabella will have a child someday and she'll use that one anna's saying we used my dad's long embroidered gown ordered from sicily wow very oh that must be beautiful very cool. Mm -hmm. You know, and one of the things that I, with this dress is you have to do it very soon after the uh, birth because the 
you know, obviously, uh, it's tiny, tiny. <laughs> I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the skirt and everything. And cause it's got a petticoat and a skirt. And so like you're holding the baby and it's like a, um, a, a, a fall of white material that goes down. Mm. And, uh, it was, it, uh, it, my mother made the comment that it was always fun trying to change the baby a baby's diaper because the dress is like so bunched up around their neck to get the, to the diaper because it was so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Questions about baby Claire. Mm-hmm. I she, love it. She's had a yeah. lot of moments with her dad. Yes, yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. She really has. I, I just, it's, it's lovely. I'm yes. looking too in the chat box. There's some, um, everyone's sharing some stories. Ellie said her kids were baptized in the dress their great grandmother made. Um, Anna noted that each boy had their own gown um, from Sicily as well. Very sheer and silk embroidery. The baby was to be baptized before they went out. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the old tradition, yeah. you know, protect, mm-hmm. the, protect the baby. Um, so baptize the baby immediately. Yeah, I I know that um, in my family with my sister and I, we we were we were baptized like a month after our birth. Isabella wasn't baptized when she till she was almost eight months old. <laughs> you know, that's about yeah. That's more like how it was with our our kids. Um, they were more. I think Allie was about six months. Oh, maybe. But then Sabrina, we waited a little bit because uh, the priest who we wanted to have baptized was going through some medical issues. He actually had um, he had skin cancer. He was really lucky he survived. And because this is a young guy, he was he was younger than we were. Um, mm-hmm. But he had he was very fair and he had melanoma. Um, so we waited until he recovered and he baptized. So, Father Larry, he's he's such a great, lovely, lovely person. Um, so it was a special time. And I see Black Lab Lady has to go. Thanks mm-hmm. for the great podcast. May you all have an amazing week. Gonna have to buy back up whoopie pies after this one. <laughs> <laughs> and Ellie noted actually just Maya. Xander was too big for it by the time we got his done. Mm. Laura said, we all wore hand-me-downs. I have five siblings except my brother. He got new digs. (laughs) And yes, Anna said, my second was born on Mother's Day and baptized on Father's Day. I Mm -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm. Yep, I have a Father's Day almost baby. Uh, I went into labor Father's Day, which is pretty cool. Um, But she just held out. (laughs) It was a long labor. Um, but every so off, every so many years, her birthday coincides with Father's Day, which is a very special thing. So, mm-hmm. well, this has been an extraordinary, fun, and mm-hmm. memorable podcast on many levels. So, mm-hmm. um, thank you so much, Betty, for pulling these questions together. Thank you for inviting. Um, you did a lot of data mining in very few chapters. You know, it's not like you had several books worth of Claire to talk about. That's true. Um, so that was really, it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So, 
So I'm going to leave us with this children's birthday party today with a, uh, a song from Trolls, since I've been using a children's birthday party playlist. <laughs> um, and it's Move Your Feet and Dance, and it's got James Corden and Anna Kendrick and Gwen Stefani and all kinds of people on it. So Oh, fun. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> So, everybody, have a great day and a good weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Yes. And uh, maybe my musical genius will pick something out nice for us, and she'll be here next weekend. That'll and, be great. Uh, I I was going to ask, are we good for the podcast next weekend? I know you have uh, your special. Yeah, my, I'm picking her up Wednesday, so. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All righty. Love you all, guys. Take care and be safe. Take care, everyone. Bye. Perfect timing. <laughs>